Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. I just started to have this strong belief that I was weighing my husband down to the point that I was holding him back in life and that it would be better if I wasn't around anymore. That's Christian therapist and pastor's wife, Janita Pace, talking about the deep depression and suicide attempts during a dark period in her life. The name of this program is Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was Derek. a golden boy. All we can do right now is come Extreme together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. The purpose of Life Support is to help others know how to come alongside those who are hurting and suffering. And hosted by Paul Johnson, Senior Pastor of Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. In this series, Pastor Paul will be having conversations with trauma survivors, hearing their perspective on what could have been helpful during their most difficult times. Tim and Janita Pace are today's guests, sharing a personal story of what they learned in their darkest hours. Here is Pastor Paul Johnson. I know it's a difficult story to tell, um, but it's one that is God-ordained in your life, so thank you for being willing to come today and talk about it. So tell me where it started and how everything began to happen for you. Sure. Well, um, Tim and I met 20 years ago when we were in Bible college um, in South Carolina. And I had gone to Bible college with a dream of being in ministry. And when I met Tim, he was on his way to a pastoral degree. So we met and we, we just, we knew we were meant to be partners in life and, and ministry. And so when we got married, Tim took a job at, um, as an assistant pastor at a church in South Carolina. And I began working. And it wasn't too long after um, we got married that something in me changed. And I, I wasn't even sure, to this day, I don't even know all of the elements of it, but I quickly slid into a very dark place. Um, I spiraled into a deep depression, and I think Tim can attest that he something in me changed very rapidly. Yeah, it was, it was very rapid, actually. I, I think really over the course of about six to nine months mm -hmm. uh, uh, for it to onset and then kind of really get a grip on you. Yeah, and some of the symptoms included uh, I started sleeping a lot more. It was very hard to get out of bed. And I had all of these lies playing around in my mind that I was um, unworthy to be alive and I was bringing my family down. Um, and I, I began to just feel this really darkness over me. I'd never experienced that before. And I felt like a bad Christian. Christians weren't supposed to be sad all the time. Christians were supposed to be joyful. Uh, I just felt like that was a sign that something was wrong with me spiritually. And so I begged him to please don't tell anyone. Let's just, mm -hmm. let's just deal with this privately as a couple. Um, but not realizing that as I put pressure on him, we were isolating ourselves more and more. So I began to kind of disappear more from social circles. And Tim began to feel more isolated and, and trying alone to help me. So Janina, what was the underlying fear of letting other people see what you were experiencing in the Christian community. In the Christian community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was afraid that there would be judgment 
I was afraid that I, I didn't have an explanation for why I was sad. You know, some people um, have a death in their family and some people um, experience a lot of loss, but I had nothing. I had no reason. And so I was also afraid that I wouldn't be able to explain myself because I didn't know what was going on in myself. And then there was that fear that I was not spiritually healthy in some way. And um, I would be um, judged by the Christian community and I, I would be found wanting. And I really had this theological belief that if I was spiritually healthy, then I would be joyful. So I had an equation in my mind that wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I felt that it was important that I get that figured out before I be around Christians again. Yeah, you had to clean yourself up a little <laughs> bit before you could be with the Christian community. Yes, yeah. especially since Tim was in ministry. Mm-hmm. I think that pastor's wife role, feeling like I needed to be that spiritual leader. Right. And so it was get myself well before I could get back in the game. And here you were, Tim, having to watch all this, and you are a pastor, Mm -hmm. so you are aware of those dynamics. What was going through your mind? You know, so so many things, but just listening to Janita recount that, you know, uh, from my perspective, it, uh, I was so much more naive than she was, which I think has been a trend in our <laughs> life, uh, where I, uh, I knew that, the, that she was embarrassed. I could tell that she was in, embarrassed. Uh, but, I, but I thought, well, uh, you know, of course we can trust the church. We can trust the, the, the other Christians that we know to, to, to help us. But it's okay if, you, if, you, if you're not there, if you're not in that point of trust that it's it's, you know, I'll, I'll support you in that. I won't, you know, give away your, uh, you know, your secret or our secret at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, I, but I certainly was, there was a naivety there to uh, how it would be taken or perceived, you know, from, from folks at church. And then, uh, and, I, and I definitely felt this strong sense that I, I wanted to protect her. I wanted to be uh, the person that, that, uh, you know, gave her strength and hope and, and, and help. And, but I definitely didn't know uh, exactly how to do that. And then, and, and I was realizing even in the moment, uh, how much more difficult that was if we, if we couldn't trust the church it, it, or if we weren't going to, to be more transparent, that that was going to be uh, uh, really difficult, if not impossible to do um, mm-hmm. with, you know, without help. So I was kind of, I felt stuck in a lot of ways, wanting to help her and honor her wishes to be, uh, to, to be private, uh, about it. But then, but then also knowing I really needed, uh, I really needed help. Yeah. And it's, it's very difficult. And just for those, uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, for me, I've been through two major experiences as a pastor, one losing mm-hmm. a wife to cancer, one uh, my son was murdered six years ago. And so I understand that sense of isolation. You have high hopes mm-hmm. that people will come around you, but yet you're the caregiver for them. Mm-hmm. So there is a real tension going on between who you want them to be and who they really are and who you think you should be and who you really are, who God is, mm-hmm. and all that crazy stuff. So what happened next? So you're in this dark place. You're both mm-hmm. kind of grappling to come to grips with it. What happened next? Well, I think, you know, I I came to a place where I just started to have this strong belief that I was weighing my husband down to the point that I was holding him back in life. 
and that it would be better if I wasn't around anymore. And once that belief starts, it festers. And I think the more that grows, the bigger the lie becomes that you are taking up space. You, you really are better off if you're not there. And there's also that idea that as you, as you slip, if you think of like a dark well that you're in and there's, um, you're looking up, and it's a long climb up, or there seems to be this door that you could just go through and, and have some peace, it also begins to look like a door that would be very simple to take. And so I began plotting um, a suicide attempt, and um, I remember assuring myself that this was the right thing. I mean, this this was the best thing for Tim. And um, the the irony of it is that on the day that I had planned it, Tim forgot something at home and came back and I was in the middle of my attempt Mm. and so um that was just uh that was just a moment I think that God God really intervened and um so he walked in and took me to the hospital you're listening to life support breaking through trauma to hope Life Support is a co-production of Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota, and Five Stone Media, an organization that uses story to bring hope and healing. I'm Five Stone Media Executive Director Steve Johnson, and today Pastor Paul is interviewing fellow pastor Tim Pace and his wife, Christian therapist Janita Pace, about breaking through some very dark and difficult times in their lives. We are videotaping these programs, and the video version of Life Support is found on the Facebook page of Five Stone Media, and the Life Support audio podcast can be found on the homepage of My Faith Radio and accessed on the app through your Android or iOS device. And now let's return to the conversation of hope with Pastor Paul Johnson. Most people, when they hear of a suicide or somebody in their family is affected by suicide, the first question is why would they or how selfish mm-hmm. are they? Yes. But you had talked yourself into or something had talked you into mm-hmm. that it really wasn't selfish at all, right? Yes, that whole belief that it's selfish mm-hmm. is upside down. Um, really, I know it's hard for people that aren't suicidal to perceive how it can go upside down as it is but yes you can come to a place where you you really feel like you are um burdening those around you and like i said you also have this door that looks like the easy way out when when the challenge you have is all inside of your head and the battle is happening inside of you you want to get away from you and there's and you're alone and you're alone yeah so tim you come home Mm -hmm. and what happened with you? What were you thinking through this whole experience when uh, you found her? It was really shock and, and disbelief. It uh, because you know I when I I think back on the on the kind of the weeks leading up to this moment, and you know life in ministry is is a busy life, and everybody uh, has a busy life, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, I'm. You know, I'm out and I'm and I'm doing my work. I'm going, you know, I'm going to work and coming home and and those kind of things. And and you can kind of get. I know, I got, uh, you know, I guess wrapped up into into just the the cycle of life and 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 I didn't, I didn't really take time to see exactly how bad things had gotten. I or I in 
and I wasn't intentionally ignoring it. It was just, you know, this is life. And I, and I could see, even from Janita's perspective in those days leading up to it, that uh, as I did more and more at the, the church where I worked and, and you know, would uh, invite her to come come with me, join with me in, in this or that. And, and I can see where it's, drain, it's, it's hard to continue to say no to things. Uh, in retrospect, I just think like, uh, you know, just I, I meant really well, I feel like in, in, in inviting you to, to, to come to this church function or this thing or, or this, this will be fun. And what was fun for me was uh, completely draining for her. Mm-hmm. And, and so she was saying no and no and no. And, and I think that's where that, that lie started to take root that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I can I can see it now in retrospect that there's a I'm I'm weighing him down because I'm the one saying no and he's saying yes and then when he says yes he ha- he has to go and do it alone uh, and so it's it's more difficult or whatever and then so walking you know uh, I this was back in the day of pagers and I left my pager at home and I come back for it and just uh, like so hard to describe just disbelief like I, I could see what was happening and, and 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 I thought where did this come from how did this happen what you know what's going on what do I what do I even do and I just uh, in the moment I just knew I, I, got, I got to get her out and I got to get her help and and so just driving to the hospital was the only thing I could think of the only thing I could think that that that, that might help and she was not uh, uh, in agreement with that decision no. at, at all. And uh, I just, it, it, it was so hard to, to I, I, I physically picked her up and carried her to the car. And she's telling me just uh, the whole time how this is wrong. No, don't do this. It's, this is, you know, this is fine. This is, everything is, 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 uh, is okay. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. And just the confusion that that caused in in me of wanting to to give her what she's desperately crying for is to to not go to not don't don't pull me out of the safety of our home. And yet the home wasn't safe, obviously, to me in that situation. And 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 so wanting to 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 give you something that you're crying for. And knowing that that's not going to be uh, good, and and having to do to just kind of figure that to figure that out, and hey, you're kind of know. going blind, and you're and it, you're figuring it out as you go. Right? It is. It's just yeah, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a blur. Tim and Jan- Janita Pace are our guests on life support. Tim is the local pastor. Janita is a licensed therapist. They're telling us their story, a difficult story, but one that will result in a lot of hope and and healing and so now you're in the hospital Mm -hmm. you've undergone a suicide attempt Tim Mm -hmm. has got you there you fought him all the way but (laughs) he did what he needed to do so what happens next well I for those that have been in the hospital I'm sure they can relate to this that you lose your freedom you lose um, you're you're isolated from your family because they they want to see if your family is part of the system problem that you're facing so you're very isolated and they allowed me to have my bible 
And so I, you know, you have those moments as a Christian where you just flip through the Bible. You don't even know where to start. You don't know what to read. And I stumbled on Psalm 121. And if you've read it, it begins with, um, I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? It's the psalmist feeling that, you know, you're looking up for hope. And it talks about, it's a psalm that talks about how um, God watches over us. And he even watches over us when we sleep. He doesn't, it says God doesn't sleep or slumber. And I couldn't sleep that first night. So the idea that God was standing guard over me and wasn't leaving me was pure comfort. And so I read that psalm every day, every 15 minutes, on the hour, every hour. And I just clung to it. And I held on to that. And um, so I was in the hospital for a week. And when I got out, um, I was really blessed that I, I was going. The college we went to was Columbia International University. And the staff there was... Um, the professors were amazing and one of them in particular Steve Bradley reached out to me and when I got home I was listening to my messages and he had left me this message that said Janita I I don't know if you're gonna get this or when you're gonna get this but I woke up last night I couldn't sleep and I have this psalm on my mind and he started reading Psalm 121 and I just started weeping because it was like God was reminding me I haven't left you and I needed that you know because at that moment I felt very alone and Steve said, I want you to meet my wife. And I thought, that's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> I didn't want to meet or see anyone. Somebody I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even want to see people I knew. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, a lot of there was a lot of people who had questions that were um, more for um, informational questions. Like, what's it like in a psychiatric hospital? And I, I just wanted to be isolated and alone again, out of shame and... But he insisted that I meet her because Pat had been through depression. And Pat um, came over and was just a breath of fresh air. This woman was so loving. And she would call me every day. And if I wasn't out of bed, then she would come over and get in bed with me and say, Janita, we can do this step by step and we can do it together. And she would just kind of every day model that continual support. Just love she was love. not trying to fix you Mm-mm. and didn't try to explain it away. She just right. came alongside of you. She, and that's what you really needed at that moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, where other Christians were trying to get me books and um, throw theology at me, um, she just was super um, loving and accepting. And I think one thing people may not understand is if you're in depression, um, your cognitive skills can be compromised. So I wasn't even able to read. I mean, I was struggling to read the Bible, much less a book about depression. Um, and so she was just this force of love. And she would tell me, um, you know, people would, would use those expressions, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And she would say, that is ridiculous because when you're depressed, you have no bootstraps. There's nothing to pull. She would tell me that over and over um, as a reminder that I didn't need to be ashamed that I needed help. Did you wonder, as I've wondered many times, if people want you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, not because they necessarily want you to get mm-hmm. well, but they want their friend back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or they want their pastor back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they want you to go back to the way you were. And then there's this tension because you know you never will mm-hmm. go back to the way you were. Right. And that can be isolating in itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, there's there's this emphasis on what was like like you said, and and uh, and it's kind of like 
we we liked you that way. We liked that version mm-hmm. of you. And this one, we don't know what to do with. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. this one's uh, way different. Yeah. And you know, Pat. Uh, uh, to Janita and to me, like over and over, she would just say, you know what, I am not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, no matter how long it takes, I'm here. And, and, uh, and it isn't even that those words are magic, but, but in her eyes, you could tell it, she meant it. Like we knew she wasn't going anywhere. If you could get behind her, her brain or in her brain, what, what, how did she rise to that occasion? I mean, how did she know what to do when so many others had no idea what to do? Well, she actually had gone through depression on the mission field. And so she, it was, it's that concept in the Bible that's so powerful that we have the ability to comfort those um, with the, with the experience that we've, we've had, you know, I think that's what makes Jesus such a powerful God is that he has experienced, I mean, he had anxiety in the garden before he died. I mean, he understands depression and anxiety. So it's lovely when you talk to someone who's been there because you don't have to use words. Yeah. They know. They know. Mm-hmm. And that's why you let her in. Yes. Because you knew that she knew. Mm-hmm. Right. So her credibility with you was there already, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And you didn't have to didn't have to wonder. This is, by the way, Tim and Janita Pace, uh, a local pastor. She's a, a, a therapist telling an unbelievable story about a very dark time, and uh, you've you've been in the hospital uh, mm-hmm. trying to heal from a suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, you're a church plant pastor, which is crazy in itself. Church planting is insane. You got all this stuff going on at home, and I know part of your story is that you had this relationship with your lead guy, your lead mm-hmm. pastor, that didn't quite go the way you'd hoped, right? It really didn't. I, you know, I said earlier I was I was naive to how uh, other other Christians would would take the news, and and I just thought, well, of course they're gonna they're gonna love us much like the way Pat has been has been loving us, and and then but as time went on. At the at the church is just the only uh, there's only two staff members. It's it's me and the, the lead pastor and and uh, but you only work on Sundays, which is great. Because right. Then you have the other <laughs> six days of the week to hang out. Exactly. Right. Right. And and uh, you know it it was uh, it started to become apparent to me you know in the in those days that that uh, he also fell into the camp and and I don't think this. This isn't a, a, a slight on him. I think this is nat- nature mm-hmm. for people, but I think he fell into the, the camp of, of, you know, we do have a lot of work to do, uh, and the quicker we can get back to, you know, kind of business as usual, the, the better that that's mm-hmm. going to be. I think that was that was a big part of it, and, and recognizing that, that uh, you know, there was a certain part of me that had to be... Um, a way I had to, you know, I just couldn't be as hands-on as I had been uh, for this season, and and so uh, I, anyway, he, uh, I guess I figured that he was going to come and 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 be with us too, and 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 help us, and then uh, it was several weeks before mm-hmm. uh, he came to visit, and and then when he did that, that visit was so much different that I expected it to be it you know uh 
uh, after the, the, the small talk and, and, and the kind of awkward time in the first 15 minutes, then, then the, the questions started to, to come, the, those kind of probing questions, looking for the, really looking for the, the, the sin that was present that, that brought all this on. And that really mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. threw me for a loop. And, yeah. and, I, and I think that the fear that Janita had sensed uh, even when before the attempt uh, was was realized mm-hmm. and and it was the it, 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 it took me off guard and it just it really brought me to a place where I knew then that I really am alone in dealing with this. There isn't there is not uh, help and I was so glad that Janita uh, uh, had Pat and 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 you know and, and Steve would Bradley would pray with us and stuff but I just felt like uh, uh, the rest of the time you know mm-hmm. I, I'm at work and I thought I was working with an ally and 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 now question whether he's an ally or not did you feel judged did you feel um that totally misunderstood what was that feeling that was so shattering when that probing for sin began? Well, what was so heartbreaking is I had worked so hard to keep everyone out, and this was the first time outside of Pat that I'd let someone into our world. And I was, I had come to a place where I thought maybe this is right to have other Christians involved. And when, when he came with, he brought three books for me to read and uh, questions about sin and verses about um, how you know we should have joy, I began to question myself. It was a shameful, um, guilt-filled conversation. So unfortunately, um, I when he left, I was left thinking, wow, not am I depressed, but I am spiritually lost. Because you were in no place to do a theological right. toe-to-toe with him. You, no. You're shattered. Totally. We're going to have to hold those thoughts, but join us next time for part two of the conversation with Tim and Janita Pace. For a video version of this program, log on to the Five Stone Media Facebook page or fivestonemedia.com. And the audio podcast is found on the homepage of myfaithradio.com. This program is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Thanks for listening to this Life Support Podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of Life Support.